Hello, welcome to another Rahala Stapa, Rahala Stapa. Uh, this one with a return visit from Tim Minchin, very exciting. Hey, look, if you like podcasts, uh, we've started doing As It Occurs To Me again, and there's a bonus-free audio podcast on the As It Occurs To Me channel, both on iTunes and the British Comedy Guide. It was quite good fun. We also recorded the first video episode. We're going to put all the videos out in 2017. The audio is kind of slapdash and fun, and the video is still slapdash, but a little bit more professional. So if you want to come and see those recorded, come to the Leicester Square Theatre. They're monthly. I think the next one's October the 16th. It'll be lovely to see people down there. They're lots of fun to watch. And also, of course, we're doing the Rahalastapa Rahalastapa Kickstarter, which is over halfway now with a couple of weeks to go. We need about a 1,000 more people to go and make a donation. There's some fantastic rewards there. And if that happens, we can carry on filming the podcasts. Uh, coming up on the next series, uh, you can buy tickets at LeicesterSquareTheatre.com. On the 3rd of October, Armando Yanucci will be my guest. And there's some other very exciting guests uh, coming up this series already pegged in that I will inform you about very soon. But do buy tickets for Armando Yanucci if you want to see him, or go to the Kickstarter if you want to see Armando Yanucci on video on the YouTube channels, iTunes, and all the usual places. Anyway, let's sit back and enjoy Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with... Tim Minchin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. I can already tell you're much better than last week's audience. I can already tell that. I've done that before the show this time. That's a, that's a new one, isn't it? Please welcome a man who has had an indecent proposal from a TV star, and he's going to tell you all about it. It's Richard Herring! <laughs> We voted Remain. So, hello, welcome to Richard Herring's. And we should be allowed to. It's Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. I was at my, uh, my Hucklebuck lesson the, uh, for the Hucklebuck <laughs> dancing class I go to. So they, they teach you how to do the Hucklebuck. The, uh, the lesson is they just say, if you don't know how to do it, you're out of luck. Which seems, you know, you're paying a lot of money for those. But the, the bloke running the Hucklebuck uh, class who I think might be the same bloke who sang it originally he calls it Rahalastama so I don't, I don't know what that's I don't know what that's, know what that's and yes I just remembered this backstage that um, uh, I, I wrote about uh, you know if you listen to this podcast you know I'm obsessed with having sex with puppets which I think goes back to being a 19, 20 year old man and Stuart Lee attempting to wank me off with the ventriloquist dummy I think that's what that's the only way I can make sense of my puppet fetish First, actually, this is something I've just... Someone emailed me to tell me that people who want to have... Because I also have a message about robots. I'm a strange person. So if it's a robot puppet, I'm delighted. That's why I like Justin's house so much. Uh, is He's not really a puppet, but he'll do. But that, someone told me that someone who have, uh, has sex with dolls are called pedophiles. I mean, come on. That is, that's, they know what they're doing there. That's not fair, is it? Having sex with a doll, is a blow-up doll isn't the same as having... They're trying to lump them all together. That is an awful thing. That's just by the by. But I wrote in my Metro column uh, last week about uh, turning uh, 49, which I did last week or two weeks ago or a lot of weeks ago. Uh, and uh, and my f- uh, five things I wanted to do. And one of them was to make love with Fenella from the Furchester Hotel, who uh, some, some parents are in, who is a Muppet. She's like uh, sort of Sybil Faulty in, the, in, the, in this hotel. She's a sort of middle-aged woman. There's something fruity and quite exciting about it. And I said, I'd like to... I said, my wife has given me permission to have sex with Fenella uh, and the puppeteer and the voiceover artist. <laughs> They'd have to be there, right? 
And the minute this was published, the voiceover artist from the Furchester Hotel uh, said she was up for it, but not with me, which was a uh, uh, shame. <laughs> and then the producer of the Furchester Hotel got in touch with me to ask if I wanted to bring my family to Salford <laughs> to see a film, which is sending... So, I mean, it's sending out a double message there, isn't it? Because it's... I don't know what's going to be expected of us when we get there. And they go, well, you were the one who said you, you said you wanted this. I didn't want to bring my wife and child with me. Um, so I'm going to go, uh, obviously. Who wouldn't want to go to the Furchester Hotel? It's quite exciting. It's amazing. You just write something in the paper and then you get to... should have chosen somewhere better than Fenella from the Furchester. <laughs> anyway, our next guest could... He wouldn't look at home in the Furchester Hotel. He is probably best known uh, for his appearance in Ruth Jones's Easter Treat. <laughs> Do you want to hear more about that? He was also, of course, and then others will know him as Tom in Two Fists, One Heart. <laughs> yeah, there's some fans of that. It's, it's his second appearance on. He was the first ever guest on Rahulastapa Rahulastapa. It's Tim Mitchin, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Sit down. Pull up a microphone. How are you doing? Uh, good. Good. Bit, yeah, I'm good. Been travelling around a bit jet lagged. I feel good, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm incredibly... I don't know how I feel ever at this, <laughs> this last couple of months. Yeah. Okay. I'm sort of constantly almost on the edge of hysterical laughter or crying. <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's just time zones, yeah. yeah it's like Because I'm busy and important, it's yeah. the subtext there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit clear, yeah. So let's talk a bit about your appearance of Tom in Two Fists, One yeah, Heart. Yeah, Two Fists, One Heart, yeah. right. Which you also wrote the, uh, a song for, I believe. I did, and yeah. I, uh, it was a, an Australian um, boxing movie. It wasn't bad, actually. It's sort of a weird art house boxing movie about yeah. a father, immigrant, Italian, Sicilian father who you find out later had was going to be a, a boxer in the olympics in the 40s or something ended up in jail anyway who projects his failed ambitions on his son and it's about violence and and you know and immigration and uh it was quite a nice film but the the the, the co-writer was a, a boxer a, a fame a well-known perth kind of standover guy a sicilian guy who's uh, Jim got firebombed by the local mafia and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he co-wrote this film, and uh, and he he taught me to box. That's why I'm such a good boxer. And um, <laughs> uh, in uh, Italian, someone two fists, one heart. They're not as clever as they used to be, are this audience? Uh, that Your we, audience. We, we is did this. They have. We, the, when IQ. we did this before, there was a guy who gave us every answer. Uh, go on, what? Do. No, mano is just hands, and the fist is different. But good, I mean, good. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't sound so much like a pawn in Italian. Okay. Well, so, yeah, to, we call it two fists, one It uh, cost 8.5 million Australian dollars to make. And what took, are we talking about? I took... <laughs> brilliant. I played a very small role. At the box office, took 305,300 Australian dollars. Oh, did it really? And the fact they put the 300 in there is what makes it really, oh, really... Count every dollar. I didn't ever know that figure. Uh, I went and saw it. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. Yeah. So, should we, is it on Netflix? 
Uh, I don't know if no, you can okay. find. Has anyone seen it? No. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, swell seat. Some. How's how's Tim in it? Is he good? He's good, yeah. I think but the person part... who just put her hand up also flew to Sydney to see me in a play. So. <laughs> I felt a certain partisan feeling there. Uh, and the to... person next to her flies from Finland to see me every time I appear in London. So. Wow. It's all right, we'll keep, we'll, stalkers, we'll keep an eye on your stalkers. We'll keep an eye on him, Tim. I don't know. It's profiling. I, uh, I listen back. I listen back. I mean, fuck, the whole fucking front row are stalkers of mine, so that's what... Uh, uh, David Frew's always there. Look at him, man. Dandy McH. I know their fucking names. It's no, terrible. I know. It's really weird. You just encourage them by knowing I their do. names. I do. Um, look, I listened back to the, the first podcast. Oh, it was a long I, time I ago. Like, it's four and a half years since we uh, spoke last. And it was very childish, I have to say. It was the first one I did. Smarty. And I, I, it's changed a lot. We talked to... I asked... My first question was, have you ever tried to suck your own cock? And that is a, a very inappropriate question to ask. We talked about you were pro- starting out. We yeah. talked, I know, but we talked about prolapse anuses and having sex. I mean, it was. I'm embarrassed about it. So it's going to be a very different interview. <laughs> um, if you had to choose between dating a woman who was a six foot tall vagina or vulva, really, just a massive fanny, just a massive fanny, or a woman who, instead of having sexual parts, had just another woman <laughs> there, just it'd be like in a, in a sort of cave. Does the, fanny, does the six-foot fanny have eyes? Uh, no, it doesn't have eyes. I mean, it's it might see through its clitoris as a, like a cyclops. Does it have a brain? Is it uh, intelligent? I, I think you could probably hold a conversation. It would talk. It would, <laughs> it would talk. It might be a bit... <laughs> but it would talk. I mean, yeah. I mean that would be yeah. fine. Loose lips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she, it would give the appearance... Terrible at keeping secret. It would... <laughs> It would put on, like, false arms to make it look like more like a person. But, well, I mean, so it would be hard. you'd know it's a... Yeah. Yeah. And you could brush its hair in a certain yeah. way. To, yeah. Sort of like Boris Johnson is sort of trying to make itself look human, but you know it's a cunt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I should go back to stand-up. It's almost a joke. Um... Uh, yeah. Or it's the other. It's like two women. I think they would go all the way down. There'd be this little sort of pop school effect that that woman would come out and be a complete woman, but she would be inside. But then she'd come and out. Would, and she, she would have. A, yeah, she'd have another woman. So a babushka. Down. Yeah, sort of situation. Yeah. But you could. We like going out with two women at once. That one. That, well, it wouldn't because neither of them have vaginas. <laughs> Not that I'm saying gender is biological. <laughs> Oh, sorry, gender. I mean, gender yeah. is a social contract uh, construct. So they're uh, they, they're women if they think they are. Um, but um, <laughs> it's tough. It's a tough time to yeah. to be on a microphone. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, look, I look. I think I'd get bored with the massive vagina. Do I mean, you? not just bored, but like uh, freaked out. Like, it would be freaky. Yeah. Like vagina. I love vaginas. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I I started in one <laughs> and I hope I die in one like I I, I, I love a fanny me yeah. I love it I love it all of it I love everything about them the, all the weird things about them and the <laughs> taste and it's brilliant I yeah. love a, I love a fanny but there's got to be a point where it's gross like but, like I don't mind a big fanny but not uh, I reckon over about like if the if the distance between perineum and yeah. clitoris is bigger than 15 centimetres, it's starting to get a bit more like a sort of barbecue. <laughs> like a series of sort of meats. Okay. What? Like what a if? sort of section of a butcher's shop. What if 
What if you entered the vagina woman, like, and got in and, like and went getting far enough back, you would enter kind of a Narnia oh. kind of kingdom? Well, then you have to get into the specifics of what's in the world behind the fanny. Yeah. Like, if, if behind the fannies there's a series of women with normal-sized fannies, then, <laughs> then I'd be like, yeah, take me to the massive fanny. Yeah. It's so lovely to be back in England where, <laughs> where fanny means fanny, not bum. <laughs> yeah. That would be weird if it was a massive a American fanny, wouldn't it? A six-foot yeah. anus. Or bottom. Yeah. I've known a couple of six-foot bottoms. <laughs> a six-foot anus would be more worrying than a six-foot bottom. I mean, at least a six-foot bottom you could a be. six-foot bottom. But a know. massive six-foot high. Trouser. I mean, would, be, would, be, would it be six-foot wide as well? I suppose it would be. Well, six-foot, maybe six-foot diameter. Yeah. <laughs> I could handle a six-foot bottom more easily than a six-foot vagina. By the way, the yeah. vagina is obviously the hole. The, I did, the, yeah. The I mean, I said that the for the tube. You I mean, said that for the, the vulva or... Yeah, you know. a six-foot set of vulva. If I say that, people don't know what I mean. It's, it's, oh, right. it's like the vagina monologues is very badly named, really, isn't it? Because it's not no, about... it's not. It's, it's a, not about... The, the vagina is not about... The, it's about the, 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 the entire... Gear. It's about everything. Mm, it's about the... The, it's like court saying, it's, it's not like, just about the window. It's like saying, I've got the vast deference v- monologues. That would be weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> Which is the, <laughs> the tube that takes it. Or the, the urethra monologues. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if you called someone you think is a cock a urethra, <laughs> yeah. you just get head-butted. Be, you know, you sometimes you should stop sometime yeah, before sometimes you, you should. <laughs> sometimes you should, but sometimes you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this, I will ask this one, I remember, because this is an emergency question that I can ask you, because last time... I'm going to get on to some serious stuff in a minute. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so I'm going to waste your time. I've flown you over from America <laughs> at great expense. Last time you Kick revealed that you were from. circumcised, didn't you? Oh, I am circumcised. Yeah, yeah you were still that. Still, yeah. Is that still yeah. the case? Uh, yeah. Oh, Has yeah. it grown back? No, well, I, I mean, every morning, but So no. this is an emergency question I can ask you. When you masturbate, mm-hmm. do you start with away or towards? <laughs> <laughs> towards. Towards. Towards, yeah. I think so. First okay. is a pull. Yeah. I mean, first, I think so. Inward. Yeah. Well, I've got who's, a foreskin. Who I've got starts a foreskin. like that's absurd? Well, you don't have a, <laughs> you don't have a foreskin. You've got nothing to guide you. Like with a foreskin, I think the question is about the weight. You, you work with wherever the foreskin you, is sorry, starts. I can't remember from four and a half years ago. <laughs> I mean, usually I never forget whether a man has a foreskin or not. But I do. Did we, do you have a foreskin? I have a foreskin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know dirty. <laughs> it helps. It helps protect me if I'm running through brambles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is, that is what it's there for. <laughs> yeah, which I'm delighted about. That's why I always carry a shield. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a lot of stuff since uh, the last Rahalastapa Rahalastapa. Thank you, Rahalastapa. Um, which I, you know, I don't. I'm not saying it's as a direct result of you having been on this show, but it seems certainly things seem to have gone turn. up and up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I just have a would, wine. I'd like to. Uh, so uh, you were in. I'd, I'd like to talk about Jesus Christ Superstar. You and J- Jesus Christ Superstar as Judas. Yeah, that was like the, that was the best fun I ever had doing yeah. anything. Ever. I bet. Well, I was, it's really hard to spend your whole life being ironic and then just do totally unironic Judas in a rock <laughs> disco opera. Jesus Christ, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. I knew you'd like it. You like? Do you like Jesus Christ Superstar? I, d- I don't. I'm not a massive fan of. <laughs> Musicals. Mu- musicals or anyone no. who has anything to do with them. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fucking musicals. Yeah, eh? it's stupid, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm interested in uh, the figure of Jesus Christ. Judas is a very interesting figure anyway in history. Do you know the musical? Oh, yeah, no. It's it's a, I mean, it's a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. I, I genuinely, this is my favourite. Like, learning that I was allowed to do that role yeah. was, despite the fact that the last 15 years of my life have been a series of unbelievably thing, things I wouldn't have dreamed of, that was the best thing. The, the dream come true was... Yeah. Um, we needed seals dropped out. <laughs> seals dropped out. We need you to play Judas. I was like, <laughs> it's like because I used to sing it in my lounge room, you know, from beginning to end. It's yeah, fucking amazing. And it was, and it and it didn't let me down. It's brilliant. I loved it. It's and as an atheist, I'll do it all now for you. Yeah, we can. Let's do it. <laughs> as an atheist, it must have been good to play Judas, you know, because you know he killed. Yeah, well, it's an atheist Judas. musical. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, Rice and Lloyd Webber have sort of decided somewhere in about 1972 that they shouldn't say that. But the premise of the musical is, what if God wasn't real and these people were people who believed God was real, but was a social, uh, political, socio-political movement? And what would that have been like for Judas? He, he obviously felt that Jesus was getting out of control. That's how the. That's how the whole thing starts. He says, all your followers are blind. They have too much heaven on their minds. We were, we were a political movement and you've gone all God on us. He goes, you know, I'm, and eventually Jesus doesn't listen to him. He tries and tries and tries and Jesus is just getting a prostitute and like getting his feet rubbed with incredibly expensive oil and he's like, you've lost your fucking way. <laughs> and he goes and dobs on him and says, well, we've got to get this, this corrupt guy out of our movement. And then he feels so guilty because they beat him almost to death yeah. that he kills himself. It's a humanist talent. It's brilliant. I love it. Sorry. It's a bit like your Angela Eagle and yeah, it's Jeremy very, Corbyn. Very so it's similar. Very, it's a sort very of betrayal. Similar. Yeah. Or yeah. Gove and who did he but it's, but I was thinking about Jews the other day. I mean, I think about him a lot. I like him. He's a good, yeah. good, good guy. But it sort of proves that the existence of Judas sort of proves that Jesus isn't a god, right? Because because if you were one of the blokes who hung around with Jesus and saw him do all that stuff, and yeah. you believed he was God, you, would. you wouldn't go, oh, thirty pieces of silver. You'd go, up. Oh, I'll wait. I'll play the long game on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll wait for heaven and everything. Yeah, because he's clearly because he's God and everything. Because I know he's God, so I, I won't betray him. There's this really. Oh, I'm going to get this all wrong because I'm tired and drinking. Um, there's someone will know. There's a a philosopher and I'm going to make this up. In the 19th century, there's a guy who wrote, who got into his head that Judas was truly the... So if you believe God's real, then Judas made a much, much, much bigger sacrifice than Jesus for this story, mm. assuming God's all-powerful, all-knowing, blah, blah, blah. He needed his son to die for our sins and therefore he needed Judas to betray him. So Judas and Jesus are similarly pawns in a story of a deity. And Judas, Jesus just had to get a few nails through his hands and go to sleep for a day and then wake up and like go, woo, and ascend into heaven for an eternity of... Like bitches and weed or whatever's up there. <laughs> and, and Judas, like, had all this torture and self-loathing and has spent eternity in hell. And Sent right the centre of hell. Yeah, and it, like, like sitting by Satan's... Like burning now. Right now he's down there, like, screaming and burning. Yeah. And that's just... It hasn't even begun yet. Eternity's not even... <laughs> I mean, it's hardly started. He's just getting into it. And it's 2,000 years. And, and so Judas is, is the saviour. And there was yeah. this philosopher who kind of went mad going around saying Judas is... Uh, I think he killed himself. 
I just made all that up, but it's sort of... <laughs> it's true, though. It's you know, true. Judas should be the person we praise. He's the one who made the big sacrifice. Yeah. If we think somehow that dying for our sins was an important thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know I if think... it was really... Don't I know think dying for our die. sins and 30 pieces of silver is good. <laughs> it's just like getting both... He gets a little something, we get a little something. Yeah, I guess that's right. I resent Jesus for dying for our sins because I wasn't going to do any sins and now I feel I have to to make his sacrifice <laughs> to make it worth it. Yeah. yeah, well, it's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? And especially poor Judas. I mean, yeah, yeah we should be sinning our fucking asses off <laughs> just to justify this mess. <laughs> Total mess. So I don't know, there was a little bit of controversy about Jesus Christ Superstar and the, the, was you, were you auto-tuned on the DVD? Is that true? <laughs> Well, you know, I did a fucking podcast, right? <laughs> so this, this guy who's a fan of musicals in New York said, will you come and talk to me? And I was tired and jet-lagged and said, oh, it's like, like it's, they, they auto-tune my voice. We were just, you know, I, I forget that a podcast might as well be the front page of a paper because all it needs is someone to take it, you know. And it's usually Steve, it's usually Chortle, that, yeah. you know, who published my address this week, you know, like, I mean, they're just doing the news, but they don't realise that. I get death threats and people shouldn't know where my children live. Anyway, um, uh, the, this little thing I said became like right. in front of the art page, of the, the, the arts pages of a newspaper. That I was, they auto-tune me because they rushed out the DVD and they just kind of did an auto-tune. Usually with auto-tune you do each phrase, you, you adjust. And I'm a bad singer, but I'm not a particularly pitch problematic singer I'm a you're tone not, problematic you're not singer. a bad singer <laughs> well I'm, I'm yeah anyway um, but uh, yeah so I said this thing and then it's the thing and I'm ringing Lloyd Webber going right to him going this is I'm so sorry I shouldn't have said that and blah blah so I don't fucking I didn't give a shit really <laughs> <laughs> it was nice now to be in now that will go out that will go out I don't give a shit Minchin doesn't give a shit about Lloyd Webber fucking well, good. Uh, and uh, you were in Californication, which is what you were just about to go off and do. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah that was time. fun. It was yeah. almost as good as Two Fists, One Heart. Was yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great. I was naked all the time. Yeah. On the telly. I've seen little clips of it. I haven't. I never watched Californication. Oh, yeah. There were only little... Did you like it? Um, uh, didn't yeah. get my foreskin on it. Or, ab- <laughs> obviously. Didn't get my absence of a foreskin, but everything yeah. else is there. Yeah. I had when you were masturbating as Atticus... I want Finch. to call it Fetch. I want to keep it Atticus Finch, but that's yeah, of course, that's a yeah. slightly more serious uh, character. I uh, did you go? Did you go away or towards when you were? I don't know if I actually character. had a proper wank okay. on camera. <laughs> did you not when you were method acting? <laughs> surely you you know got into character and thought, how will this character have a <laughs> wank? That is the first. Got kicked off set. <laughs> that's the first um, when you were doing Rose and Cancer Crans- and Gildson, did you not think how would how would Rose? Uh, that's that's my aspect of the character. Some people build shoes. I. I, I wonder how they wink. <laughs> uh, how would Hamlet wink? <laughs> how would he wink? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's all pretty much wank, isn't it? Miserably. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, in a, self in, a, a self-indulgent wank, is yeah, it? Yeah, like magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tired yet? <laughs> <laughs> Tired for stories about wanky. I just had so much fun. More short form. Talking about uh, prolapsed anuses last time. Uh, <laughs> so I th- you, you're, uh, this is interesting, I think, that you talk about anti-intellectualism. Uh, the, the, I've, I've seen you talking about this. The society is becoming kind of anti-people who are clever, which I think yes. is a massive problem. problem. Do you not? Because it's, it's, it, it's suddenly being clever is seen as a, 
a negative thing. And if you, you are an expert on something, you are dismissed yeah. for being an expert and say, no, we'll do what we think is best. I think unless that turns around, we'll die. Yeah, um, you can't have that, but I understand why. The, it's so complicated. I'm obsessed by this subject because um, education is elite. Education is a privilege, right? Um, so a sense of equality requires you... Um, a sense of equality requires that you appreciate or respect, as democracy does, this vote and that vote are equal, whether that person has a PhD and that person can't read, as it should. That, that's how democracy works. I'm, I'm not suggesting that's wrong. Probably the only solution to this is communism and that doesn't work. But it is elitist to favour the opinions of the educated in the broader sense of the word elitist, isn't it? Yeah. Because to be highly educated <clears throat> is privileged, hugely privileged. However, what has been the case, I think, in the past is that, trying to not say something stupid, <laughs> what has been the case is you go, education is a privilege to which we should all aspire. And we should create a social structure that allows us to educate our poor and if you have a community, a society that educates its poor, you're in good... And America over the last 30 years has not done a very good job of that. And then... So you have a lot of problems. If you don't educate your poor, you have social problems because you have no movement between classes or whatever. So... so but it's always been the case that the poor has, have aspired to education. So although it's elitist to say being highly educated privileges you in your opinion, it... It has to be the case. And it has to be the case that people with higher education get more respect for the areas in which they're educated, not across the board, not, not tax breaks, not more adoration, just privileged voice in the areas in which they are expert. And there is such fucking thing, because if we're to say there isn't, you're fucked, because there's no point reading a fucking book ever. <laughs> if the people who have read the most books aren't privileged in their voice, we're in big, big, big trouble. And it feels to me like the democratisation of information via the internet and stuff, and the fact that it's very hard to curate information, it's very hard to figure out what good sources are compared to bad sources. It's very hard for a punter, any of us, to go, that's a good source and that's a bad source, given the Google worm favours hits, not um, verifiability or empirical whatever, although they're trying to do that. Um, and so if you don't know what information's good's bad, what, what you, don't, you can't tell from the internet whether Reiki is any better than chemotherapy or a vaccine is any better than no vaccine or Donald Trump is any better than Obama. <laughs> I know they're not against each other, but you'd, you'd swear reading the internet that they're equal intellects then you're fucked. <laughs> we're fucked. Yeah. yeah. It does feel like... That's the short answer. It does feel like we are fucked, though. Yeah, you have to privilege education. Yeah. Uh, you have to privilege education. So when we wrote Matilda, a couple of reviewers, not many, but a couple of reviewers were like, well, I have microwave dinners and prefer telly to books. What am I... Uh, why is this show judging me? It's elitist, like Roald Dahl was, which, you know, he was a, a snob. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... Yeah, if you have microwave dinners and watch game shows instead of reading books, 
you are less, you're, you're educated. You, you should read a book. <laughs> you should, I, I am being elitist. It is better to read a book about something than watch uh, uh, The Bachelor. It is better. <laughs> Objectively better for society, for you, for your family and loved ones. It is better that you read a book than watch The Bachelor. Don't never watch The Bachelor, but that's my judgement. If you feel like I'm judging you for that, that's correct. I'm judging <laughs> you for that. And I, I understand that that is a privilege. I understand that that is a huge privilege that most people in the world don't get given books. Just like most people in the world get given religion. It is a huge privilege to have not been brainwashed as a child. It's a privilege. I do understand that. However, I must be allowed to say religion's wrong because it is. So, so we can't keep saying, we, how do you, what do we do? Like, I, I swear to you I'm a pretty socialist dude. I mean, I, I really, really believe that all these rich cunts should pay all their tax and that we should give to charity and, and we must educate the poor. And, and I, I, I believe, I hope, I will and I believe I put my money where my mouth is but it can't not privilege the voices of the educated well the day I mean it's, it's the danger is we're sort of created a society up here as well I think where education isn't given enough money and you know you're know, not educating people without um, so you can't do it you yeah. can't even do the experiment I, don't, I, I, I just you know I saw something I think John Snow retweeted Rupert Murdoch complaining that Twitter was full of people who were arguing on a very base level and didn't have any facts or something. Basically that, you know, and John Snow saying, well, you reap what you sow, more or less, you know. Yeah. But they've created this situation where people are educated through tabloid newspapers. I'm so and sorry for Murdoch. He's our fault. Uh, yeah, it is. But, uh, uh, yeah. But, it's you know, but, it, but it's going to surely... I just think with all these things, you, you cut... You, and it, essentially, Brexit's, I think, about this. It's I about so. the mass of people being dis, uh, disgruntled with politics and, and thinking, yeah, we've, we've punched them in the face, not realising they've punched kind of, themselves. But it's kind of followed through, yeah, and punched but them. But I just... I, I, see, I, I'm trying to read... I'm, I'm really trying to read... Because this... I'll try and not be so boring, but the <laughs> the tw t so social media is a confirmation bias machine, right? You you follow the people you follow, and you get more and more of the thing, and you follow more of them, and you follow more of them, and you get so if you believe guns are a good idea, you follow people who think, and you so so we we have false dichotomies, uh, the way of the world. That's why votes keep getting split so radically down the middle, like. Australia's hung parliament, Britain's Brexit's basically 50-50, you know, fuck knows what's going to happen in America. But I, I, I know that doesn't make sense mathematically, that, that's actually bullshit. But there does seem to be this sort of dichotizing, this, this um, split down the middle, because the way we consume news now just pushes us further and further into our own opinions. So I'm trying to not do that for fuckload good that'll do but <laughs> what am I going to do put it into my children's musical but um but but, <laughs> but um but I'm trying to read other stuff and I, I'm trying to understand that the Brexit vote was a, a cry and, the, and 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 it's all true that's true but but underneath it all is this Govian bullshit that we're yes. sick of experts and that it's okay to be sick of experts so the question is, are we sick of experts for a reason? What have our experts done wrong? I mean, they get it wrong all the time, which isn't, you know, it's like science, right? You get shit wrong all the time, but that doesn't mean it's not the right process. It just means it's a slow process towards getting the right answer. Yeah. yeah. 
you've got to let your experts make mistakes and still acknowledge that they know more than you do. Yeah. And Europe's fucked and I don't know. But then, I mean, you tweeted before the Brexit that by the end of the year, Britain would still be in Europe. Uh, Donald Trump uh, wouldn't be the president, Hillary would be the president, and there'd be gay marriage in Australia. Yeah, I, I had and this moment where I thought, it's, it's, we're all fucking hysterical all the time. <laughs> What's going to happen is Britain will stay in Europe, Trump won't become, you know, Hillary will become president, and gay marriage will pass in Australia, because they were the things that... The, because I live in three continents, so I, get, <laughs> I fucking walk into the screams of these... It's terrible. Um, and I was, I'm zero from one. <laughs> but Britain will still be in Europe by the end of the year and, and it probably that wasn't for what all you intents meant. And, for all intents and purposes it's going to stay there it's bullshit they're not yeah. it's, it's the whole thing's a complete fucking dicking fuck up <laughs> it's literally literally Cameron Cameron was in Brussels and made a comment and the media took off and he had to say something so he said I'll have a road like it's a farce you don't give your population a vote on something that not even the fucking experts really understand. I, I, I went online and went, why did we vote on this? No one fucking knows what they were voting for and everyone's like, snob. And I'm like, no, me, all of us. None of us fucking understood it. Yeah. It's our, we vote in governments to consult experts to make those decisions for us. I, I can write a song. You can do whatever the fuck you do. <laughs> like, like, these cunts all have jobs and they're good at their jobs, some of them. I, these guys stalk me. We all have our, we all have our expertise. Yeah. Don't ask me whether we should leave Europe or not, you fuck knuckles. <laughs> Furious. Anyway. But is, is Trump going to win now? Do you, have you changed your mind so you got the other one wrong? He can't win. <laughs> you can't. I mean, surely. But, but, but it is the same question. It, but it's the so, same question. It's People so are like, oh, yes, she's read lots more books, but who cares? Yeah. This and guy he's sounds so like me. stupid. He says stupid things and it doesn't, nothing can harm him. In fact, the stupider the better. It's yeah. almost like, oh, he said something really stupid this time. Good, I'm going to vote for him more. I feel I'm yeah. going to vote for him twice well, now. Well, it's because people are like, you know what we need as president? Someone like me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I want a president I can't understand. You know, I want a president who's so fucking smart, I don't know what he's on about, like, who's got PhDs out of Wazoo and he's like going, oh, the economics, I want, I want a president I cannot fucking comprehend the intellect of. Yeah. I'll vote for that fucker. Not the person who sounds like my drunk uncle, you know. Like, <laughs> like well, who votes for that person? It's just so stupid. So anyway, we'll, we'll move on from the depressing real world. Uh, I'll do Dirty Brick com Confessions for you. Oh, great. With the people who wrote them might be in the audience today. So um, Explain to me. This is a website where comedy fans oh, uh, reveal their, anonymously reveal their sexual fantasies about comedians. Usually British comedians, but there is an international section in which you feature... Well, am I not British? Well, to no, you're not. You're, a, you're international. Okay, great. I know you're born in Northampton, but what get out of here. Ever. Yeah. Um, I'm British when it suits me to have a loud opinion about something. <laughs> um, this is one. There are disturbingly few pictures of Tim Minchin that I haven't masturbated over. <laughs> is that a dude or a Sheila? Oh, we don't know. I wonder whether they started down or up or forward. <laughs> I did too. Where do you The thing start? that gets me about it, I mean, there are still some, but there are some photos of you out there that they can't masturbate. <laughs> they've, they've tried and gone, no, oh, not that one. <laughs> Which, 
What about the one... I did a, a sort of a rapist murderer character recently right. in oh, Australia. Yes. Um, I wonder. I mean... Didn't Smasher Sullivan, was that the Smasher? Smasher, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd wink to that, yeah. Yeah. yeah they might have done. Well, it depends pretty. what they've done. Okay, and here's another one. I'll see if we can... This is a slightly religious bent, but not really. Dear Santa, please bring me... Uh, a delightfully buzzed on champagne Tim Minchin who snuggles me and drops kisses on my neck before hiking up my skirt and shagging me senseless un under the Christmas tree. <laughs> now, I think my, my issue with that is, I mean, you famously like to spend Christmas with your family. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's what's wrong with that. About What if your daughter's been 10,000 miles from home and comes home and finds you having sex... With, with this person someone under on the a, internet yeah um, it's going to ruin the I don't know the kids these days I've seen everything <laughs> haven't I uh, she probably saw it on Minecraft um, yeah. yeah that's lovely that is lovely is that lovely I love the thought that people want to have sex with me I mean I'm <laughs> from like within two metres I'm grotesque yeah. so any it's brilliant it is not, I mean that's the only thing I think about being an older now married man is I would just like women to still fancy me but they don't anymore they just yeah, don't I don't women I don't, I, don't get, I used to get people you know Facebooking me and telling me they want to have sex with me it was you great you were super handsome yeah. when you were young you're still handsome but <laughs> when he was young have you seen photos of I mean I guess you probably all watched him but I yeah. I wasn't in the country when you were hot no <laughs> um, uh, yeah I mean there's absolutely no doubt that one of the great joys of this job is that like people who wouldn't have been desired get to be desired and that's why you do it right it's why you learn piano is so that you can um get girls that you wouldn't have got it was i i had to because my mum made me <laughs> yeah <laughs> really yeah i didn't like Did she make you piano. do this too yeah. Richard? <laughs> it's podcast night mum i don't want to get Tim Minchin on and he goes on and on ask him some awkward questions about foreskins <laughs> and then make him talk about international politics for a bit I don't so people to. forget that and then go back to talking about cocks again that's what yeah. my mum said oh, i'd love to have sex with <laughs> strangers under a christmas tree yeah there's other good stuff you know <laughs> what about there's repetition aren't you worried about the needles getting in your bum is it a smack addict? <laughs> the, off the tree. He have to be. Oh, the trees. The trees a smack addict. The tree. You have needles now. You are now. You're in Hollywood. Oh, I've got trees that don't shed their needles now. That's. Oh no, our that trees are plastic. They're Botoxed up so they're not sharp. So who else wants to have? That, that was it. What other there was, horrible people? <laughs> there were some two. more. There were two. There were some more. I picked two. Better than mildly them. amusing ones. Um, uh, and oh, can we talk about Cardinal Pell? Is that that, that sort of? Oh that, yeah, that was yeah, fun. That, that was, was interesting. A, that wasn't was it? a fun song. Well, these guys wouldn't necessarily know about. They that, wouldn't, but we can talk about you. There's yeah. one of you haven't been doing many new songs. No, of I haven't because of your acting career and well, musicals, musicals. Really, yeah, yeah. You love musicals. I yeah. do love. I, do, I, I genuinely, uh, Matilda was just one of the most fun times I've had at the theatre ever in any kind oh. of theatre. I was, That's I was, nice I was wanking. <laughs> 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 I'm turned on by children dancing, trunchbull. Uh, and men dresses with me, yeah. But it's, um, no, it's brilliant. It was an amazing, amazing show. Thanks. I uh, appreciate that. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I don't write comedy songs. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm back writing for theatre, which is where it all comes from. And um, yeah, but this, this dickhead, this guy in Australia who I don't respect, um, who's the, the highest ranking Catholic in Australia, 
He's just being a knobber, you know, kind of like the, like the Boston guy, he took off to the Vatican as this big royal commission into institutional abuse was happening and he went and got a job in the Vatican and, like, I know that other, like, most Catholic bishops hate him. Like, he's, he's not, I don't think he's a good guy. Right. And, he, and so, so my starting point is he's a, a Catholic cardinal who walks around in silks and says gays are not equal and women shouldn't be allowed to get abortions and all the shit, you know, mm. Africans should just get AIDS. You know, pretty, uh, I'm sorry if I'm being ignorant about something, but pretty much that's how I read it, you know. If you say you shouldn't use uh, contraception, you're basically a, a murderer. Um, and so my, I'm, ad, I'm admitting my base level is pretty stridently anti that stuff. But this punk, um, the Royal Commission told him to fly back and he said he was... Uh, too too sick to come back. He got a doctor's certificate from within the Vatican, um, and he's he's just not. He's just fucking not. He, yeah. you, there's he's wandering around. He's he's sorting out the finances of this incredibly wealthy real estate scam they call the Catholic Church, and they and he <laughs> like I mean seriously. I mean the Catholic Church is like it's it's not far off. No, that's not true. They do amazing stuff, but a lot of it's just buying real estate. And he's got all this money. And they has to sort out, and it's a huge high-pressure job, and he's wandering around the Vatican eating burgers and drinking beers and saying he can't come back to look in the eye the people he got raped as children. I mean, I, I, I couldn't be more disgusted. So I wrote a really funny pop song, and it, raised, <laughs> and it, raised, um, it helped raise um, a lot of money for, for the, um, the survivors of sexual assault to fly to the Vatican and watch him do the, do the commission oh, really? by video links. Yeah. So they all sat in the room and looked at him. It's brilliant. It's yeah. the most... Incredible piece of, it, I, I didn't mean, I, I was a part of something other people organised, but it, um, nothing I've ever done has had anywhere near just immediate, proper impact, positive impact for, I got letters and letters and letters from people saying we feel heard for the first time in our lives. Sure. And that's not, that sounds self-crediting. What I mean is I walked into something where people desperately needed someone to say, this is fucked, yeah. in a way that could go on mainstream radio. Yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's good. I'm actually super proud of it, so yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not being falsely humble. It's, uh, it's on YouTube, obviously, so don't go on. It's, very, yeah, it's a very well, funny, yeah, funny song yeah. about child abuse, you know. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, just, it's, just, but, it's just really sarcastic song about how we're sorry you're sick, but you should, <laughs> you know, like, you should come home. Um, but as, as it was always, really fun. <laughs> and it's the only time I've ever had a song on mainstream radio because my mum said, just take that one swear word out. And so I went, okay, mum. And uh, now it's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, and uh, let's talk about Groundhog Day. I'm, I bet everyone does the joke of asking you about yeah, Groundhog Day. It, uh, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I was going to ask, I was going to say, I'll ask you, make you talk, and then go, and let's talk about Groundhog Day. Well, I'm not going to do it, because I've got, got too You're much You're very class. classy. I've yeah. got too much class. How's this going, by the way? This it's good, it's really it right? good. I think it's an excellent one. But, um, is it you know, okay? The audience it? may disagree. They seem to be listening when you're being serious and laughing when you're being well, funny. So that seems, I, that seems good to me. But yeah. we did this last time. Uh, who's having a terrible time here? So, and Just cheer if it's you. Or just go. You know, they're not, oh, they're not, oh, they're they're not brave, wouldn't it, to go, I don't like this, it'd be huge. <laughs> Who thinks it's medi a mediocre podcast, you know? Come on, you uh, pussies. You, <laughs> you are out there going... Last time I gave them just the choice it's the best podcast <laughs> ever, so let, who thinks it's not the, not the best podcast ever, but it's all right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> 
Uh, who thinks it's, uh, you know, we should carry oh, on a Jesus. bit longer? Have you broken the chair? I'll be, I promise we'll be gone soon. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think we've been done that long yet. I might be wrong. Have we done that long? No. no. Just feels like it from up here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very excited because I really love Matilda. I'll tell you what was brilliant about Matilda. I saw a very early version of it. And what, aside from it, I've got, the, I've got the soundtrack and everything. It's the only soundtrack of a musical it's I listen to. It's not called a soundtrack when it's a musical. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got the record. The record. I've got the LP. Yeah, got the I play record. it in my yeah. car. On got, the, got the EP. <laughs> uh, and um, it's brilliant. But what was really impressive, as well as everything else, was on because I saw an early performance. The whole stage broke down halfway through. Oh, amazing! And the desk didn't come up when they were oh, meant brilliant. to. Oh, brilliant! And they had to brilliant. stop the performance in the middle of this very exuberant, fantastic song. And all these kids had to go off while they mended the stage. And everyone's like, "Oh no, this is terrible. This is going to ruin come the back. thing." They come back. And they just... came back in, and they came back bang on it. It was just the most amazing They're thing I've ever seen. Amazing those kids. Man. They'll be about thirty years yeah. old now. Those children. Yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> totally. Time there's there's kids that have just gone into the show in Toronto. Right. Who were um, born when I was writing it? Right. Yeah, it's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. I mean, it's like, like I bought a house. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Emotionally amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but Groundhog Day. I think we talked. We made in the last podcast. We made lots of jokes about what film you could turn into a musical. Turner and Hooch and oh, uh, really? Chuck and Larry. I, pr- I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, which we didn't, we got the did name. Did we of talk them. about that? We did, time. but yeah. But then, so then you've taken Groundhog Day, yeah. which is better than I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. So well, if you were well, going to choose, one, isn't it? but if it had been I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, I would want fifty percent of the day. <laughs> you, would, I mean, you would get a because it was my idea to copy that. But you had the idea, after copying Matilda, you had the idea of copying, <laughs> copying Groundhog Day. But not only is it copying, it's not even an adaptation from a book, it's an adaptation from a two-hour thing into a two-hour thing. Yeah. So it's proper copper. <laughs> yeah. But I love Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is generally one of my top ten comedy films, yeah. easily, probably top yeah. five. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm very excited to see you coming Yeah, it's to dangerous it. though, isn't yeah. it? Because of all you nerds who are like, it's one of my favourite <laughs> films. And um, I'm absolutely sure... Of the people who love the film, how many would do you think would want to come to the musical, and how many would go, "Fuck you! Don't, don't, don't dirty my sacred art." Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd say probably it'd tilt towards the latter, but but if you love the film because you just think it's an awesome concept and you're intrigued by how it could be reinterpreted, then then you'd come. But if you think it's a sacred piece of you yeah, know, I, I mean, I don't. You're not. If you put a, like a woman in as Bill Murray, you'd be in trouble. But uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> I've got a lyric. I've got a tip of the hat to. Um, there's a lyric in the musical that that where he's fantasising about um, about the day he wished he got trapped in, <laughs> where he goes. Um, he's talking about this girl. He had this great day. We made love in the sand, and then when we were through, we went back to her room and watched Ghostbusters too. <laughs> so I've got a little, I've got a little, a little Harold Ramis, Bill Murray tip of the hat. But my main aim with the musical is to make people walk in and go, "I'm thinking about Bill Murray. I'm thinking about Bill," and then the minute it starts, never think of him again. And yeah. it, it kind of does that because it just, it's incredibly complicated. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very, it's a very hard thing to make. Um, because the the film relies on two major things. One is putting the camera here. Uh, sorry, it's a podcast. Putting the camera in a close-up. <laughs> putting the camera in a Bill Murray close-up and, and letting him be Bill Murray. It relies heavily on that. Or in a mid... You know, like... It, and it's and brilliant for that. 
just letting him be Bill Murray. And the other thing it relies on is cut, is edit, yeah. is cuts, montage. And so when you try and put that on stage, it's, I mean, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I love so much the construct, the premise, and it feels so much to me like a piece of theatre, a guy trapped in a world, uh, in a confined world. Because Groundhog Day is in a snow, snow globe, right? Mm. It's basically a snow globe. Yeah. It's almost Truman Show. You know, yeah. Um, he's in a dome, a metaphysical dome, and uh, that—that's theatre, right? That's that's how you write it. That's how you start with a play. How do you get two idiots stuck on a stage they can't escape from? Um, <laughs> you know, um, it's brilliant, and it's stop. It's it's Godot, and it's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. It's yeah. it's got that. Um, it's brilliant. I just love it, and I. I what believe, I, I believe done, in it, you know. What I'd have done to yeah. get over. Oh, the, good, good. Yeah, is. Just let him live the day all the way through, and then it ends. <laughs> just one, just, just one day. Yeah, just has Grand Dog Day. And he wakes up the next day. That was a nice Grand Dog That's Day. That's much easier. Yeah. Oh, good. Fuck. <laughs> Should have thought of that. Don't have to worry about all the other so stuff. So much easier. Yeah. Um, but we've done two performances after yeah. four and a half years. I'm sitting here now, having had two audiences, and uh, I can't tell you how different my life is today than it was on Thursday last week. Right. I mean, I was like, and I'm, I'm just not a very stressed guy. I'm not susceptible to it. I'm reasonably laid back, but my guts were just like knotted for weeks. It's horrible. Yeah. Because it just all comes to a head and, and there's no innocence anymore because of Matilda and various bits and pieces. It's like, that. You don't even know what successful means anymore, and 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 because of Matilda, people have invested in it up the wazoo, and you know yeah. it's like. Well, and, it's and oh, by the way, I've worked for four years on it without getting paid a dime. I mean, it's all gamble, yeah. and so we had this audience in on Friday, and it's pretty incredible, really. Like it's not ready, and it's not perfect, of course, but it it works. I think. Does, yeah. Is anyone there? Yeah. <laughs> does, does it work? You have to say yes. <laughs> oh, it's not really who good, thought yeah. it was really <laughs> who thought it was shit <laughs> who thought it was worse than Richard Herring podcast <laughs> no it, it's, who it, preferred think, Matilda to yeah. Grand Oak Day that's you the dare. real question um, it, 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 what you know once you put it in front of an audience is whether it's fundamentally yeah, broken yeah. or not yeah. that's all you can tell and the anxiety is maybe this is fundamentally broken and we're all mad and then it's you just put it in front so of an audience. I don't think it's fundamental. No, broken. good. Well, I'm, glad. I'm sure it isn't, but it's such a complicated thing. Yeah. I mean, I know there's lots and lots of people involved, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it's not just you putting it together, no. but, it, but it's so complex to yeah. even just write. If you're just writing a play or whatever, yeah. but to have all oh, the it's music. Huge. And there's, uh, I mean, it's a properly, technically, the most complicated piece of theatre I've ever yeah. seen. You know, there's revolves within revolves and magic, like magic up the fucking yeah. wazoo. I think, I think uh, people, you know, I, I love Groundhog Day and I don't, you know, I wouldn't care if yeah. you completely changed it to yeah. something different. It's just, you know, I think it's, you know, I think you, you would want yeah. to see that. And if you go nice. see it, yeah. I promise, I, if you don't like it, I'll, I'll pay you back. Okay. <laughs> Not you, could, cunts. Could you? <laughs> if well, I, maybe like this if, room, I'm pretty confident you If like I don't it. like it, will you promise just to shut down the production forever? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the herring claws. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, oh, it's so full on, but uh, and and now we've got a month of previews, and so I was in there for twelve hours today, um, just going. We need an extra bar there. That's too rushed, and it's brilliant, actually. I love that. 
I love this bit. Yeah. It's like, it's like um, putting the last, it's not even the last, putting the, the final bits of paint on it. It's yeah. brilliant. Do you keep working on, the, like, if you go and see Matilda now, would you go and go, oh, oh. Yeah, we'll change that? <laughs> well, someone's performance, I think, yeah. can be helped, but no. I mean, no. It, once it's on, it's on, and you, you could have regrets, but I don't even, I don't watch it with that in. I, I, I never go, oh, I wish I'd written that differently. It, it, it's, it's, you have to accept, like, watching your old stand-up DVDs, yeah. which I know you do every weekend. Do. Um, <laughs> you, you've got to just go, that was where I was at, and that was my offer, and now I'm, you know, you it's, can't do it's, that. It's similarly complicated writing a mic. <laughs> to these podcasts. What, what, Same amount of work. What cock joke to ask about. <laughs> it's great. Is there going to be a film version of Matilda? I kind of think I'd heard movies. Matilda the Musical. Yeah, the, the musical, musical, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's very good. Look, I mean, it's weird, right? Because we're fucking old and shit. Um, <laughs> see, education. Uh, um, you, can, you too can say words like, we're fucking old and shit. Um, uh, you, the, you go, that, oh, but the, there was just a Matilda movie. You can't have another one. It's 20 years, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's 20 years. So you can actually do another Matilda movie now. And this one's going to have songs. And a broken desk. It's going to be brilliant. We're putting that because you loved it. We're putting it in, <laughs> putting it in the film. The whole movie just wow. Be brilliant. Brilliant. It's oh. too late. Oh, it's so nice seeing you again. It's a shame. It's, I can That's only, what you say I when you only, think the podcast isn't going. No, very it well. isn't. <laughs> it's such a shame that I only see you on you know every four years in a podcast. But let's do this again in four years' time. Because I hope your career will have gone really badly, and then I <laughs> and mine will have gone up a bit, and then I can be brilliant. Go, yeah, I wrote be like a, condescendingly, <laughs> like know. sorrowful. Like I remember, you know, it doesn't matter. Groundhog Day didn't work out. Oh, Just remember, no, you can't. <laughs> when you were, <laughs> that makes me feel like vomiting in my wine. <laughs> It'll be a ride. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> all you can do is like it yourself. Can't you? Yeah. Well, you can't make other people like you. What can't you can't believe like. me. I it's know like that. It's cock, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You've done all right, Dickie. It's, it's been all You're right. You're doing all right, yeah. I'd rather be in Hollywood pretending to be chagging loads of people in a... David <laughs> Under with, a Christmas tree. With Fox Mulder. That's what I'd oh, prefer yeah. to be doing. Is that his name, Fox Mulder? In on? the X-Files, Is that yeah. what his character's name was? Yeah. I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, he's yeah. a brilliant guy, that Duchovny. He's a good guy. He is. Did you? Yeah. If I was in it, in Californication with him, I'd just keep talking about Eugene Toombs to him all the time. <laughs> is that an, a That's reference the guy to the sci-fi? Who, yeah, thing. the guy who could crawl into tiny spaces and then he lived in a. So he could. He was is in the air vent and he could. Yeah, he, he crept out. And, <laughs> so and then I'd talk about Larry Sanders to him for a bit as well. This is the beginning of the reason you're not in that show. <laughs> Just a, a hint. <laughs> That's what I do in the audition. I go into audition yeah. and go, Hello. Oh, is David to get Fox Mulder in this one? Oh, oh. I'm gonna, when I'm in it, I'm going to talk. I'll do the audition in a second. I can't wait to talk to him. can't wait to talk to him. What was it like being in the X-Files? That's what I'm going to ask him. <laughs> do you believe in He was teaching himself guitar when I... Oh, is he? Yeah, he was obsessed by teaching himself guitar. Yeah. He's a self-improver. Oh, is he? Yeah, well, when you do a sort of sitcom about sex for seven years <laughs> you've got to have a hobby right? he's very funny he's, very, he's really funny he's in, uh, he's in, in Larry, Larry Sanders is amazing. that's the I keep this year has been so fucking terrible in so many ways I keep yeah. forgetting that Gary Shandling has died I keep and that was one of the yeah, worst things that happened this year yeah. and I, I keep forgetting and then I go yeah. oh my god no 
In the long horrible. term, I think Brexit's worse. But it's, no, yeah, I don't think I mean, it is. Gary's a lovely guy. I don't it's think brilliant. it is worse. It's, that's that's the worst one for me, and there's been some very bad ones. Do you know uh, him? No, I don't know anyone. <laughs> I, you know, I you know Russell fucking Kane. Yeah. Don't you? <laughs> I do now. I've met him on here. <laughs> no, I, mean, I knew him a bit before. I know you. You from knew him before he was Russell Kane. I did. Well, yeah, he is. He, if that is his real name, it isn't. <laughs> Would you use nuclear weapons if you were in charge of nuclear weapons? I think I know the answer to this. <laughs> but let's see. <laughs> if someone had been really bad. <laughs> well, and you could fire one just at their head and yeah, it would I, really I, explode. I think, uh, I actually think you, you know, and this is where it gets psychopathic. If you're a leader, you have to be led by evidence, right? So, for example, the, the, the example I use is the death penalty. If the death penalty evidentially um, um, did uh, a net good for the most number of people. So if we had proof, like we do on some um, indigenous societies on islands, that if someone kills someone, killing them back is actually good for that society. So in our society, if we went killing someone makes the family of the victim happier and that you can have a 99.99% success rate in guilt, uh, in, guilt yeah, in, in your assessment of their guilt. And, you know, if, if the evidence said... <laughs> Just check, Just check his fucking watch. Uh, fair enough, too. I'm super boring about this. But so, so if you were looking. There, if there was an. So, so, of course, I would use. Yes, I would use nuclear weapons in particular circumstances. Yeah. The circumstance would have to be something like there's an island of rapists. And, <laughs> and in fact, except I don't believe in free will, so I don't believe it's their fault that they're rapists. But if you could prove that. The, that if they got off the island, they would create a society of other, you know, yeah. paedophilic rapists. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just need the evidence. And I suspect there would never be a case for it. So, no. What if... <laughs> Theoretically, yes, practically, What I if doubt. aliens were uh, hovering over in a big spaceship and bad, the only way to get them was to send in... Aliens. Yeah, they're really bad. They're trying to destroy the world. And if you fire a nuclear missile right up in the middle... Uh, then it all... Dude, write this shit down. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Call Michael Bay. Um, uh, yeah, I would, I would nuke the yeah. aliens if they were definitely bad. Yeah. Um, it'd be a pity, right? What if 60% of the aliens on the ship were bad, but 40% were quite nice? <laughs> we're trying to talk the other aliens out of what they were doing. The other aliens going, no, look, we voted. And 52% of us said destroy the world. They're going, no, but that guy's got a nuclear bomb. He's going to blow us up. We have made the vote. The vote has to stand whatever happened. What would you do then? This is, this is an allegory. <laughs> I, I think, um, well, that's an inaccurate allegory because only 35% of Brits voted to leave. Yeah. Um, but it's we, on the spaceship. It's just the ones who voted. <laughs> Actually, we didn't vote to leave, by the way. What? Because you have to assume that the people who didn't go to the polling booths are like, eh. So the people who didn't go to the polling booths are eh, which means they're apathetic, which means they don't want change. But by definition, if you go eh, it means you're, ha you're happy with the way it is. So actually, um, we, we thrashed them. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to count the apathetic if you're not... If, if the vote is, do you want to fucking fuck everything up? And there's like 35% go, yeah! And, and, and for whatever, other 33% go, no! And a whole lot go, eh. That means no, don't fuck everything up. <laughs> uh, count the apathetic as don't change it. Yeah. That's what apathetic...
Brexit means, right? Don't initiate. You seem to turn this into Brexit, and it's very much about a, a, aliens. <laughs> so, I would. I think it would be very okay. difficult to new those wait. aliens, but it, yeah. oh, it's a tough one. See, well, yeah. this is why you can't say no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that would be tough. You, you might be better off killing all the aliens and then just dying evil, if that's what society assessed you as. It's tough, yeah. yeah. And also, an alien race. So, so our notion of conscious... The reason we kill cows but not people is we um, see other people and we're like, their consciousness is like ours, so they suffer grief and pain. But with cows, we're like, oh, they're just like, moo. So we kill them. <laughs> and we kill them on the assumption that, that because they don't have a similar sort of form of discourse or whatever, that they're not as conscious or... or, or um, whatever as us and so these aliens assuming they have a different language and shit you'd, you'd sort of go oh it's a bit like cows in it so <laughs> it's hard they've got it's a big a spaceship though I, I want to talk about this for another hour <laughs> well what do you guys reckon <laughs> let's vote let's not um, alright I'll ask you some emergency questions I've stolen from the internet what's the time so I know too it's, uh, it's about 10 we go on until about 10 15 usually no we've got to go, we've got to, these people are fucking over it come on <laughs> I mean, you're being amazing and patient, and I'm very grateful. But I, I imagine I would be over it. You know, yeah. they can they can go, they can go, can't they? Yeah, let's okay. keep talking. Okay. I, I think I, I, just... I think when they hear the next question, those waivers will be all. Oh, They'll be like, oh, I'm on the edge of my seat. It's another cop I'll Ask the question, and then we'll end the. I like the fanny bit. We should have stopped after that. <laughs> A massive fanny. That was very early on. Because I'm quite sort of data-based in the way I think about the world, I'm quite analytical. I'm very aware that I'm like 20% entertaining. It's just, so it's like, the odds on you getting another proper laugh are slim. Anyway. Yeah. No, it's really, honestly, it goes through a little lull. And we did deliberately talked about some serious things, like the alien thing I talked about. <laughs> it was very, very serious. And then That's it's going to go, really boom, it's going to question, though. Thank That's you. an amazing question. Thank you. I wish that I'd alien it question, it's tough. It is. I want to dig into I'll it, but let's that, talk I'll ask that to other people. It's not going to be cock. Um, have you ever flown a kite? <laughs> let's end the podcast now. And all these people are going to go, what I have to find now? Why have you ended it? Have I ever flown a kite? Yeah, a kite. A kite, not a cunt. A kite. <laughs> no, kite, kite. <laughs> have you ever taken Whoa. off someone's... Yeah. <laughs> it would work Huge. if you... <laughs> Um, if you get the airflow right, you could keep get that airborne. You can't say cunt in America. No. Um, you can say kite though. <laughs> okay, kite. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes. fuck yes. Yeah. I had a stunt kite uh, in yeah. my teens that I absolutely uh, uh, <laughs> cunt stat. No, it's a stunt kite. I hope Russell Kane is listening to this. Has he never flown he a kite? Was, he was just like, that's a, who can, nah, what kind of question is that? And I got loads of stuff out of him with it. It's a brilliant question, but yeah, this is exciting. He had a funny childhood though, right? He did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, on the other hand, had the sort of childhood where you get a stunt kite. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's brilliant. Loved it. I spent a lot of time with a kite. Yeah, and I bet in Australia it's the sky's bigger and stuff, isn't it? So it's, there's more, there's more place to play, put it because the sky yeah, is so big. Yeah, I mean, the, you do get a sense that the sky's bigger in Australia, but not, not at the sort of level of string length. <laughs> okay. It's more like, like, like the the length of string I had on my kite would have yeah. been fine in England. <laughs> okay. it, it wouldn't have hit the top of the snow globe. Yeah. But you could have been a pterodactyl could have come down and. Eaten. No, they're extinct, bro. Oh, are they? 
even in Australia. Oh, yeah, we are a bit behind. Don't have gay marriage, do have pterodactyls. Sometimes it's good being old-fashioned. Lots of gay pterodactyls, though. I didn't ask you many emergency questions. Ask me more, because you should I got boring seven. Have you ever tried sushi? Should I just give you a yes or no on that one? Yeah, No, yes. Yeah, I've really got into it recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just That's recently. Nice, it? It's nice. Like, uh, do, you mean like raw fish on stuff? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a new thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just come out. Did you write these questions down like 18 years ago when you thought one day I'll have something called a podcast? I didn't write that one down. Marshall Jones Jr. wrote that one. What an idiot! He had a hundred quest. That's one of a hundred questions to ask people. Have you? Yeah, have, have you, you ever tried sushi? It's either yes or, well, no. Yeah. And then you go. <laughs> have you flown a kite? Good oh, that's <laughs> good that's I, uh, I remember when we didn't have avocado. Do you remember that? Yeah. In Australia, there was definitely a time when there wasn't avocado. Even in Australia, I would imagine that was, they had them all over in Australia all the time. Oh, it's like one of those foods that we didn't have. And no, then we, we had it and posh people had it. Yeah, yeah. I remember when yuppie was a word. Yeah. Well, back then, it was like, yuppies had avocado in Australia. Yeah. Fucking yuppie with your avocado. Was, that a, was there ever a time when you guys didn't have avocado? I remember avocado because it came when I was about... Because I remember being feeling sophisticated because my mum would make a balsamic vinegar kind of... Totally balsamic didn't come in. I don't know. It might not have been balsamic, but she made like a vinaigrette maybe that went yeah. in the middle. The English uh, and, was super uh, not posh. And it was really, like, and I, and I was very fussy uh, as a kid eating, so I must have been like 14 or 15 when avocados came out because I yeah. ate it. It was nice, and then the uh, little yeah. vinaigrette. We got, got Thai. We got Thai in the late 80s as well. Thai? Thai? Got thai, thai food? We yeah, didn't we get didn't, Thai before that. We didn't really have Thai until, yeah, maybe. There was a Chinese takeaway, you used to get spring rolls. I mean, that's not really the same. <laughs> I don't know why well, I mentioned it. <laughs> close enough. In it, we're out. We're out. We're the fucking man, out. The man, the man who served the spring rolls at the Chinese takeaway could take his eyelids and turn his eyelids inside out. He'd sometimes Holy do that. Holy shit! Is that a that. correlate? Is that something? And most people who do spring rolls also. <laughs> I don't know. I think I mean, it was it's one for one for I you. I think it was an unusual thing. It was either him or a tuk-tuk driver in uh, Thailand. I forget now. So, uh... <laughs> and that's the end of the racist section. <laughs> Moving on to sexes. It was him. I'll ask you this. As night, I haven't asked this one for a little while. Okay, great. Um, kettle crisps are not as nice as they once were. <laughs> well, hold on. Have I changed or have they? It's a rhetorical question. I don't want your answer. <laughs> if you could travel in time to compare any food of today with the food of the past... What time would you travel to and what food would you go and taste? You can take the food from the present day with you to see if it's the same. <laughs> or if it's... That's, um, it's tough to have one right at your fingertips. It is, yeah. That's oh. why I'm, uh, that's so why you I'm get the a food pot. from now yeah. and you think, oh, I'm going to go back to Elizabethan time yeah, and see if that food's very different. Yeah. Or it could be just with kale crisps. It's like six years ago. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, I'd take a kale crisp back and go, yes! Well, I could... They're not the same! <laughs> Or, oh, they are the same. It's, it's me that's changed. <laughs> right. But that's the only way I... There's no other way to know. There's no other way to know. I'm going to have to have a d- deep think about my life, the way I've 
used to like these and now I don't like them. What's become of What's me? What's about? But if they're different, then I just... Yeah! I'm yes! consistent. <laughs> I want this to... Ha I mean, if there's any real... If there is in the universe a reason for time travel, this is yeah. it. I think. Yeah. You're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would get an egg. <laughs> that, that's used by dates today. Yeah. And I'd go t to yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd see if it's like a problem. Yeah. <laughs> because I fucking, I, I'm, I'm religious about it. So I'm like, yeah. it's huge. Push. That's shit, right? Yeah. I should sniff it. But time travel would be quicker than I sniff it. <laughs> I had some fish pie mix that was two days past its sell-by date the other day. Hold on. Fish pie mix? Yeah, fish pie mix. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, it's like fish you put in a fish pie. It's a fish pie mix? Yeah, fight fish pie mix. <laughs> you get a little packet of different fish and you put it in a fish pie. I didn't bother putting it in a fish pie. I, my, my wife said, I'm not going to do it, I'm too tired. And I said, well, I don't want to do it either. <laughs> So what I did is I got the fish pie mix and just fried it up and then I got some potatoes and made them then I just stuck it together. That guy is leaving. <laughs> because, because what you're talking about is stupid, Richard. I don't know what a fish pie mix is. I'm with that guy. You're lucky I didn't fucking walk out. I've never heard of a fish pie He'll mix. be back. Yeah, yeah, he'll be back. I don't know. It's some fish, it's basically. It's some, it's some fish. Some chopped up different fish. In with a, something? With some no, no, well, you, you do that yourself. So it's just some fish. Yeah. <laughs> but it was two days past his sell-by date. But what, what designate... How, how, how do you distinguish... How do you... How do you distinguish fish pie mix from some fish? Because <laughs> it says fish pie mix on the package. Ah, uh, it's a package of fish. Okay. No, that's totally fine. Someone has said this will make a nice fish pie. This mixture of a bit of salmon. You know this pile of fish? <laughs> salmon. Put that in a fucking pie, yeah. wouldn't you? <laughs> Oh yeah, let's put that on the label. Yeah. But give it a use by day, it might go off. And time travel's not quite been invented yet, so <laughs> nothing we can do about it. I've got a lot of time travel questions you don't want to get. Oh no. Oh, well, last I haven't asked this much this, this series either. We briefly uh, touched upon it in the intro. But uh, would, do you think having sex with a robot would count as cheating against your no. wife? No. It wouldn't, no. would it? That's no. right. Can you come and tell my wife that? <laughs> Because uh, coming from you, I think she would. So do you fuck a robot? No, Did but you I get want. Get busted fucking your robot. <laughs> I want. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just. Been you just switched it off then. <laughs> no, it was always off. <laughs> I've been filming as it occurs to me uh, this week, and I filmed the first sketch in which I was oh, having sex. I was having sex with a toaster in the first uh, oh, right. first sketch. But my wife didn't come in, so she didn't see me do it. Oh, and I love then, your wife. And then uh, she has had some toast. Out. It was my toaster. <laughs> and I realised once I got the toast down, it isn't quite a nice toaster. It's quite, oh, it's yeah. quite shiny and sexy. Oh, yeah. It's DeLonghi. It's, you know, it's none of your oh, tat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah DeLonghi. So it's it's sort of in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would you have sex with it? If there was a really realistic oh, sex amazing robot. robot like yeah. in, like in Ex-Machina. Yeah. Oh, you'd bang that robot. Yeah. <laughs> That's an ironic joke because it's actually a movie about sexism. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, do you like Ex Machina? I think it's the best movie. It's such a good fucking movie. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, it's very interesting. I, I mean, 
a pretty sexy robot that's a bit like a person. I don't have a moral issue with that, but a really sexy robot that's a lot like a person and might have intelligence, that, that's a moral quandary, which is it what is. the movie was about. It's exciting, isn't it? I, uh, makes, <laughs> that I makes would it love sexy. to have sex with a sexy robot. Yeah. And it doesn't count as cheating because it's not a person. That's the beauty. Well, of it. then, then it's great, right? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I want to have sex with sexy people as well. Okay. That's um, so nice if aspect. I could have sex with a sexy person without it being ethically problematic, then yeah. So a robot's the right. If solution. they just painted themselves silver, I mean, I have <laughs> <laughs> spoken to a fan. <laughs> He's back because you've finished with the fish pie nonsense. <laughs> We're talking you about missed, sexy you missed the fish robots. pie thing. See that your blood is empty. I think you've had enough to drink, mate. So uh, I <laughs> just don't think you've had enough. He's talking to the man in the audience podcast audience. <laughs> I have not had enough. Um, uh, so what yeah. if someone was? Does having... anyone not want to bang a robot? Say so it's no one. <laughs> yeah, Look, but so why tired. would she when she's Only got that she's guy? Tired. Look at that guy. You got that guy, old Blondie McBlonde. He looks a bit robot. Yeah. <laughs> Hot robot. He's done well for himself there, hasn't he? He looks beautiful, yeah. They're oh, both I mean, beautiful. They're both I mean, very blonde. She's much better a little bit Aryan for my taste. <laughs> Old Hitler moustache here doesn't This is not mind. right turning up with, a, like, an attractive partner. What? It's not right turning up with... Look at these guys you're sitting next to. <laughs> they have to sit here with you canoodling, going, ah, oh, we'll never, we'll never know. They're, 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 they're only going to have sex with robots in their life. These, <laughs> these guys are just willing it to come through, and then next... Rubbing it in their face. It's, it's a sexy podcast, I don't blame you. <laughs> I'll warm her up, you take the... Say, yeah. <laughs> Who's and regretting coming tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I love Richard. Ask me something else, or uh, let's go home. I'll go, I'll go no, I, like I'm, I'm having a lovely time, and I just feel... Oh, good. this is a good question. This is my wife asked this question. Aww. After a recent disaster, one of the many recent disasters, we were, couldn't think... Did you have lots of disasters? No, in the world, you know. Oh, right. Uh, and we're, we're very happy. <laughs> it's not your fault. We're very happy. Uh, but she asked me, why do we have frozen peas? And uh, it's quite a good question, it's so I would like to question. know the answer to that. To, um, to um, stop swelling. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> does if you do, get a knock on the head it yeah. does do that but not many her reasoning was I thought it was an odd question but her reasoning was you know most vegetables we get fresh occasionally tinned but primarily we get peas frozen yeah even if you're the kind of person who has all fresh stuff you'll have peas you'll frozen you'll take your peas frozen yeah why is that um I assume <laughs> it's because they're annoying to shell. That's why. And so you want to get them all out, and then once you got them out, it's like there's some loss of quality. Um, Selling them fresh, but no, uh, because they're a very simple little chemical structure. Yeah. There's not much loss of quality freezing them. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Pseudo science. Something like that. It'll be something like that, won't it? Hey, <laughs> cock. <laughs> All right, I'll ask, this is a question that Tim Turner gave me last series. Richard Dawkins claims to have seen dogs doing a 69. I trust him, I trust him. What's the worst lie you have ever told people to impress him? <laughs> That's an amazing question. It is. certainly doesn't need answering. 
I don't know. Since and I've asked that question, life. a few people who sent me pictures of Dog 69ing. Oh, yeah, Dog 69. Yeah. I mean, it's still funny, though. But I don't think Richard Dawkins has seen it. I think he's, he found out they could do it, and then I'm going to say that. I think Richard Dawkins has seen more than you think. Yeah. yeah. Do you oh, think he's Dickie seen... Dickie Dawkins is a weird bloke. Do you think he's seen um, God, really, and then gone, oh, shit. <laughs> shit, I can't tell people, because then I won't sell any more books. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he might have set them up. Yeah. I reckon he got a dog and went and sort of held them there until they sort of <laughs> licked as a matter of sort of panting. Wow. I reckon he made them do Front it. Front page of Chortle tomorrow, that is. <laughs> Tim oh. Minchin accuses. I love... Oh, it's yeah. like literally grooming some dogs, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, women? Women? Bitches? <laughs> were the dogs women? Oh, female I dogs. Were they I, bitches? I, I think they were, uh, they were... Male dogs. Hound dogs. One of each. <laughs> Were they female or male? Dickie's male, dogs. I think male dogs. What's a male dog called? It's a dog. Just a dog. <laughs> is that right? Dog and a bitch? Like cow and a bull? Yeah. Dog and a bitch? Se- that's sexist, isn't it? That is se- very sexist. I think it's the very definition of not sexist. It's very the sexist. The internet being again. what it is, it could be sexist by tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Poor old. I suspect if you're a bonobo, <laughs> You'd, um, the girls tend to go at each other pretty yeah. pretty hard with the with the oral sex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify, are you a bonobo? <laughs> a bonobo monkey? Well, it's not monkey. Is it? It's bonobo. It's a bonobo. It's a bonobo type of monkey. It's not. Is it? Well, you mean an, an, ape. an ape? What it is? Oh, uh, well, you're it's no expert. I don't think it's a monkey. It's an ape. I think yeah. it's an ape. Whatever. Oh, Just clarify. Sex though. Please, I have to ask you this before you go. Who would you rather die, Windsor Davis or Matthew Crosby's wife? Say them again. Windsor Davies. Don't know. Or Matthew Crosby's wife. Don't know. Okay. <laughs> so who would you rather die without knowing who either of them are? I would rather the first one because yeah. Matthew Crosby's wife doesn't even have her own identity. She deserves a chance <laughs> to come to, into her own before she cuts. Yeah. yeah. She deserves to... Uh, uh, to to rise up into selfness before we kill her. Okay. Did you have the eight and a half hot mum in Australia? A what? Fucking what? If, I, if did you have the eight and a half hot mum in Australia? Eight and a half hot fuck. If, <laughs> I don't know what you're it saying. It ain't half hot mum. It ain't half hot mum. <laughs> it's not. It, it, it isn't half hot mother. <laughs> yes. It, it ain't it, half hot mum. You aren't. You ain't half hot, mum. It ain't, it ain't half, it hot, ain't half hot, mum. Did you have that? He's in? talking about his fish mix. <laughs> Ooh, lovely fish pie mix, but it ain't half hot, mum. Is that like that? Yeah. It's, but, did you have that in Australia? We the had TV Doctor show. <laughs> no. Wednesdays was probably in Doctor Who. Anyone know? I feel we should. We should have. We take, had avocado. We should have gone out when we were talking about the fish pie. That was. That was the. <laughs> That was the high point. We peaked, but now we have to keep going. <laughs> we, have to, we have to keep going until we hit another um, Come on. It's going to be high. amazing. It's like hostages. <laughs> it's like having hostages. What's the syndrome? Stockholm? Stockholm syndrome. You yeah. love us because we You'll like you. my joke about that. I've oh, got, all right. Here I've we got, go. I've done it before for everyone else. All right, here we go. You'll like this because you're clever. I've got Stockhausen syndrome. I listen to really discordant music for long enough, then I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Munchheim. Yeah. yeah, nice. I like it. Thank you. It's a good joke. Ah. And what about my other, this is my other joke. Where does... 
Where does a bird go uh, when a it bird? goes to, when it goes to a night? Where does it? Hold on, I've got it wrong. <laughs> I'm just happy he's got two jokes. <laughs> Twice as many than four years. Where ago. Where does a bird leave its sexual organs when it goes to a nightclub? In the cock room, in the clo- oh, I don't know. In the cloaca room. Ah, oh, fuck! I was so, so close. I should have fucking got that. Fuck. So, so angry. Because I, I mean, I'm, I, I, I talk about cloacas a lot. Do you? Yeah, me too. Yeah. They, well, that's why yeah. they're not interested. I do that joke every week. Till it hits. The Stockhausen one is... The fucking on. Clarker room is much stronger than the Stockhausen. <laughs> In my... Yeah. I like it. I think it's a good... Yeah. Clarker room. You sort of need to preempt it. If you're doing it in a club set, and you say, oh, by the way, a bird sexual organ is called a <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard at jungle. By the way. Yeah. 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 By the way. Yeah. It's, Just it's not, remember that. It's poo, poo, poo and, and Probably, urine and, yeah. and, and eggs. They all come out the same hole. You with me? Right. <laughs> got to try. Yeah. It probably won't come again. Forget about it for a minute. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, and, then, right, yeah. and then just at the end, when they're all booing and throwing shit at you, you drop that puppy, drop the mic and get the fuck off. It's brilliant. It's herring. Well, what are you, are you going to talk in this? Are you going to do more comedy nights and comedy shows? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to tour again. I, yeah. I will definitely tour again. But the thing is, I've got all a like, I'm a musician, so it might be a bit more like gigs. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, but they, I when, desperately when I, want to get When I saw you at the O2, it's the only thing that made sense of a comedy thing at the O2, because you had a fucking massive orchestra. Yeah, I tried really all, hard to make it not just stuff. like, I'm going to make lots of money. Yeah. I tried really hard to, I tried so hard to make it not, <laughs> I'm going to make lots of money, that I made no money. <laughs> I had an orchestra, so fuck yeah. you all. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> uh, I absolutely love it. I miss playing live and... Uh, um, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's really, it's, I've, I've blown it. No, I haven't blown it. I just need, I do need to play live again. Yeah. And I want to tour. And I'm well, there's a problem with you doing so fun. many, you know, you're doing, you're being successful in a lot of different areas. Oh, yeah, I mean, this is a problem. You'd be like me, be not successful in lots of areas. <laughs> yeah. You can do same. all the things you want, yeah. but no, it does, no one's coming going, oh, quick, you have to do another one of those. Because <laughs> we've invested, like some bloke's probably giving me 50 quid to, you know, yeah. mention his, the name of his stupid shirt company at the front of one or something. This would be the time, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Just drop it. No, it's no, it's I, I, I will... I mean, I'll tour again, and I assume by the time I do, the interest will have waned, and yeah. that's fine. I mean, that's all right. I deserve that. But, I, yeah, I'd love to. And, uh, and the arena thing's bullshit, as we all know, and great to do, but once you've done it, you just don't ever want to do it again. And you... So I would like to tour the UK doing proper theatres and I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, I hope you will. As long what as I don't have to write doing, any new material. Do you know the... Um, what about doing a uh, musical version of the film A Sound of Music? <laughs> if, you wouldn't have to, if you did that, it's already got songs in it. You wouldn't have, really have to do anything. It's a pretty good idea. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And would you consider doing a musical of Shrek? Well, no. No. Uh, that, did you see it? No. <laughs> did anyone? No. It's all right. Was it better than you imagine Groundhog Day is, or not as good? <laughs> imagine if that. It's just no. It was still Groundhog Day. Is still what I imagine Groundhog Day is like. 
<laughs> Fuck. No. Just go and see Groundhog Day. We're going to everyone go and see Groundhog Day. This pro- I'm only talking to you people here. You can't sold out. Oh. No, uh, I, think, I think it'll be all right. Yeah. Groundhog Day will be all right. Shrek uh, wasn't the best time. What about ever. Shrek, but it's not about Shrek, it's a, a Shrek. Just another Shrek. <laughs> oh, like, it's a different Shrek. Yeah. Like, not the Shrek, it's just a, another Shrek. Shrek. The pigeon. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's an ogre, but he's just a, he's a, he looks like Shrek. Oh, he's Shrek. Mate, Shrek. He's just one, he's an ogre like Shrek, so he's a Shrek. But he's not Shrek. And it's just and like about halfway through the second act, Shrek comes on. He's like, Shrek, Shrek! Oh, it's so confusing. He walks off and you get on with the story. Yeah. About this orange guy. <laughs> He'd be green. He's still like, he's still the same species. Don't get that. Okay. <laughs> That's because you were in the first of these podcasts rather than the 11th or whatever it was. Anyway, I've had a lovely time talking oh, to you. I've got to so get so sorry, everybody. To, no, it's, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry about me. I'm sorry about Richard Herring. I'm sorry you got stuck in here. Russell Kane was erudite and funny and good looking. You, you must... Are we going to do 25 more minutes and then you can go... <laughs> I, I just want to get off my chest Islam and then we'll go home. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, will you please give a big round of applause to Tim Minchin, ladies and gentlemen, Richard Herring. Richard Herring. You have been listening to Rich Herring's a Square Theatre Podcast with me, Rich Herring, and my guest, Tim Minchin. The music's by Pest. Thanks to all the usual rogues gallery of idiots, you know, the British Comedy Guide, Leicester Square Theatre, Go Faster Stripe. Thank you to my producer, Ben Walker. Thank you to George, the incompetent Sandman, for failing to record this correctly. Thank you very much to everyone who's listened. Tell your friends about the show. It's a fuzz. Go Foster Strike and Sky Potato Production. Goodbye.